What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie, we're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Unwaxed with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine Stallone. This time I didn't sing the Stallone part. Hi guys, welcome back. Um, happy Tuesday. Thanks for listening again. Before we jump into the episode, I would just love to recap the listeners. Subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, to our YouTube channel. Make sure you leave your unsolicited advice in our ratings and review section. Am I forgetting anything? No, we have our Gmail. You know, if you have your bedtime stories, so send right. them in. Any inquiries. If you want to sponsor us, that would be awesome. You know, we're not trying to tug your arm, but, but if you would like to sponsor us, that would be so cool. That would be really cool. But who would we want to sponsor us? Wait, no, we can't put the plug in because they're not sponsoring us yet. Maybe like a nice little liquor company. Or maybe like a nice lingerie. <laughs> Look, I feel like that's something we're so bad at. I listen to a lot of podcasts and everyone is constantly plugging themselves and we don't. And I know. <laughs> we just need to start doing it more. We do. I feel like everyone's like, oh, have you monetized your Instagram? And we used to. And I go, what does that mean? <laughs> How do we do it? Because we're running this ourselves. But I, I think it's actually kind of nice because we've really just honed in on making sure this podcast works. Yes. And it is a well-oiled machine. And so far it is a... It is on half tank right now. <laughs> we're running low fuel, but we're getting through it. And just a reminder, we really do listen. Listen. We really do read all of your comments. I mean, I was on it this morning reading the comments that you guys left for us. And let me just say, the love is mutual. I wish I could I wish I could see your face. That would be fun. That would be nice. Talk to them one-on-one. Maybe we'll have a listener on one day. You know, someone suggested that we do a live podcast. Would you guys be interested in that? They're like, no. They're like, please don't. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little nervous because what if we say something stupid? Which most likely. Most likely. But yeah, let us know if you guys want to hear our podcast live. That'd be really fun. I have a super secret surprise. What is it, Sistine? I have a guest caller on the show right now. She's actually been on my computer this whole time making stupid faces at me. Um, but here she is. Would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. It's me, the third sister, and your favorite. It's Scarlett, if you can't tell. It's Scarlett. Scarlett is currently... Why don't you describe what she's doing, Sophia? Scarlett is on FaceTime smashing her beauty blender into her cheekbone to create a fake jawline. So, Scarlett... All right, don't expose me like this. So, Scarlett, I I, I called you back because I would love to give the listeners a little update on you we are very excited because yesterday we found scarlet her prom dress yes not only we found my prom dress but we found it online oh well where else would we find it it's a pandemic so (laughs) it's risky yes um we got options we'll see what happens but i would just love to talk about prom scarlet who are you going with you guys, I don't have a date. What do I do? Loser. I would like to know <laughs> where you learned to be so uncool because that is not. Yeah, that's just that's not, not us. alone way. Both Sistine. Sistine and I. From my two older sisters. No, no, no. Sistine and I both had boyfriends and dates. So who are you really going with? I I got asked, but I think I'm just going to go with the girlfriend. Does that sound really lame? No. I don't think it's lame. I think it's sweet. Um, no, I think going with girls is fun. I think, you know, her... At this point, I think I'm just going to take my dog. Just take the dog. So bringing up prom um, brings up a lot of memories because uh, you looked hot in your prom dress. Hot. Well, we have very different prom stories. Yes. Should I go first or would you Mine's like to Mine's easy. I'll just shoot first. So it's prom. It is 2015, 15, I think I graduated. And I am ready. This I'm the first daughter out of the family to go. And it is a big deal for girls to find their prom dress. And 
every girl in the class was like sharing photos saying, you can't buy this. You can't copy me. And so I don't know why, but this year I was set on getting a white dress. All I wanted all I want is my prom dress to be a white dress. I wanted to walk in like Hillary Duff in a Cinderella story. I wanted to be Cinderella. There's nothing wrong with a white no. dress. It is just a very hard find. It's a hard, hard find. I almost, I basically asked my mom to do the impossible with me. Yeah. And when I say it was impossible, I mean, it was impossible because, yeah. because we hit, I kid you not, maybe 10 different stores. Damn. Big department stores, small stores, online, nothing And the guy worked. just has to put on a suit. I, I mean, know. But my mom, I, my mom's like, are you sure, Sophia? There's so many other colors. There's every other color. And you were just so sad. I was like, white. no, mom. I need it to be white. So my mom says, you know, why don't we try anthropology? Because, you know, the upstairs has some gowns. And I go, oh, okay, mom. What kind of gowns? What kind of gowns? She goes, no, oh, well, just, just, I'll show you. We go up. It's a wedding dress shop. Yeah. Uh, no. A legitimate wedding dress shop. So, so, instead of me going, this is a little funky, me trying on wedding dresses in front of my mom, before anything, I did it. So, I found this dress, right? My mom says, this is the perfect one. It looked full bridal. You guys, full, full bride to be walking down the aisle. It was strapless, lace from top to bottom. It had a satin a bow. Satin bow. It was wedding dress. It wasn't like I. I thought it. It had a train. You. You're probably thinking it could be a bridesmaid dress, like maybe flowy enough. No, no, no. Wedding, wedding. So my mom was out of town, so she couldn't be with me when the guy came to pick me up, or. The whatever. So I stepped in. And Sassine stepped in. My dad was late, so he wasn't there. But you know who did pull up was my date's mom. And the face she made when she saw me in a wedding dress with his, her son in she a suit. She was just about ready to turn that Prius around and go back down the driveway. Oh, she went, she, honestly, it was the most uncomfortable thing. It was just the three of us and you in the background. Well, especially because mothers have a weird relationship with Sometimes their oldest son or their firstborn. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So to see oh, yeah. their date or his date in a bridal gown, yeah. very jealous. I've never very had jealous. Yeah, I've never I've never had problems with moms and guys. Like I've always no. been very, very good when I meet the guy's mom. But sometimes it's the a good mom that has the problem. Yeah, but I was this was the only guy that I just didn't know her that well. And I totally mm. understand how it could have looked. And I look back on the photos and it makes me laugh so hard. Should we post them? Yes, I will post it. Like, they're most, so this is funny. It. If it's right in the middle, my wedding dress. They're so Shout funny. Shout out the date. Shout Dad. out the date. Yeah. We love he that He was a guy. great date. He's a great guy. Prom, prom in a nutshell isn't that fun, unfortunately. At no. least mine wasn't. It's just to say you went. Yeah. I mean, I was on a yellow school bus on my way to prom. It's not like some glamorous. I think you watch movies growing up thinking it's going to be like High School Musical where they all break out in choreography and they're like, it's going to be the night. Yes. Oh, I thought it was going to be Cinderella story. I know. And it's just going to be romantic, but it's really not. You're uncomfortable. You're sweating. You're taking photos. You're taking awkward pictures with this guy. You're like, oh, my God. You know, it's just... The whole thing is just weird. Yeah, but what happened to yours? Mine wasn't so bad. I was in a very... So we went to a, a Catholic high school, a very strict conservative Catholic high school. And I didn't end up buying a prom dress. I just ended up using a gown that I'd worn for an event maybe like a month prior. And it was sexy. It was hot. She it looked was hot. Her, not school appropriate. No, her date was like... His eyes were going, wow. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Which is good. But the whole day was pretty hectic because we had shot a big campaign mm -hmm. that entire day. And then right when I got home, I had all of my friends and their dates already at my house ready to take pictures. Yes. So I was like, shit, I don't have any dress. Like I did not prepare for this at all. So I just threw on this one. And um, I got in trouble for the dress at did prom. You? Yes, I did. And they called my parents. And I don't remember this. You know what mom and dad did? No. What? They 
no parents were allowed. It was very strange as well. You weren't allowed to pick up your kid at a certain time. You had to stay in the prom for from like 6 p.m. to 11 or 12 p.m. Like you weren't allowed to leave, weren't allowed to get picked up. No excuses. Mm -hmm. Jennifer and Sly pull up and say, you don't like what she's wearing? We'll take her somewhere else more fun. So she picked up me and my date. They drove like 45 minutes, picked us up, and we went and had a great time, the four of us. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh, those are some cool parents. You those know? are cool parents. But prom sucked. Prom sucked. Sucks. If you're planning on going to prom, go. Absolutely go. But it sucks. If you guys have good prom stories, that would be nice. Yeah. Let me know. I'd love to read them. Tell or some me, bad ones. Does anyone have actually a good prom? Period. Period? Question mark? I'm excited for Scarlett, though. I don't know why. I think she's so lucky because she has two sisters yeah. that have been through it, that know exactly the perfect way to look for her. We're Perfect. Gonna, she's our little doll. We're gonna. Yeah. She's our mannequin. We're going to dress her up. We're going to do her hair and makeup. I'm so oh, excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Except... Now that I'm thinking about it, prom in a pandemic, she'll probably have to wear a mask the whole time. Will she even need to wear makeup? Oh, I hope. How are you um, going to take pictures? Do you, are, are, are they going to get tested and stuff first? Like, that's not going to be fun to wear a mask the whole time. We should throw her a prom. We should throw her a prom. That would be we so will crazy. throw her a prom. To change directions in this, esteem. Okay. Um. I'm sorry I woke you up a couple of days ago screaming, laughing, and you thought I was killing someone when I was talking. I, So when I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a pretty loud person. And when I say loud, I just mean my voice is just carries. Like the way I just talk. If you can't right tell now, in the mic, our voices are just so much louder. Our dad that. trained us that way, though. He really was saying, enunciate, use your vocals to scream i don't know he just always made us yell and talk very loudly so i was explaining something that happened the night before to my mom but because my voice carried throughout the house it woke everyone up in the house and this was around 7 30 in the morning maybe earlier yeah i just thought either she's crying getting yelled at or something really funny must have happened i'm glad everyone came in because i am I made everyone cry laughing, and I'm going to tell you guys what happened. This and this, just, you know what? Genuinely, <laughs> I don't even this, know what to say. I have no words yet. I have all of the words. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that only would happen to Sophia. Once again. Once it is a classic Sophia story, period. So you guys are probably wondering what we're talking about here. So when this thing happened, I knew in the moment, I'm like, my family is going to roast me so hard. Okay, here it goes. That we did. So do you guys remember, I think, I don't know if it was two episodes ago or maybe it was last episode, uh, Sistine brought up that I went on a date. I did not go on a date recently. Mm. I just give you FYI. I'm not like here and there. But this happened on the same date when I went on the foie gras, when I tasted that food. Yes, the foie okay. gras. Yes. I didn't I didn't finish tell, talking about it. Um. So I'm just going to set us back maybe like a couple hours before the date. My nails right now look like shit. My sister Scarlett said dip was a good idea. Dip is not a good idea. Your nails fall off. When don't, I say your nails, I mean like, yes, my nails are super short. They look like baby fingers and they're just rough and nothing's working. And I'm about to go on this date and I'm at Target with my mom and Sistine. And my mom goes, you know, some of my girlfriends use those press on nails. Yeah, they work. They just stay on. They look real. And like I go, seven are you bucks. Yeah. I was yeah. like, are you sure, mom? Like, I've never done that before. And she goes, no, 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 no. Do it, do it, do it. And I go, OK, sure. You know what? Screw it. I'll buy these black ones. Black, of course. Like, matte, why, why matte, would I? Matte black. Matte black nails. Matte, matte black nails. Let me just scare him like it's Halloween and it's not summer soon. Um, And so right before, I'm like, OK, I'm going to quickly do it. So I put on these nails all over and they stay. They're feeling good. They're on my nails. They look stunning. They're thank you. And they did look, they looked real. I'm like, guys, everyone do this. Everyone got to <laughs> do this. Follow my lead. Follow my lead. Get stick on nails. Screw paying for $40 manicures. If that's yeah. what we're doing. Get sticky nails. So <laughs> I go on this date and I'm sitting with them and I'm talking. <laughs> she said, get sticky nails. What? 
So I'm sitting and I'm talking to him on the stand. No, no, you gotta talk. You can't wheeze. <laughs> She's crying. You gotta get the story right. So I'm, I Shh, breathe. <laughs> you guys, this is so funny because this would happen. So I'm very expressive with my hands as well. Talk, Sophia. You're like. <laughs> So I'm very expressive with my hands as well. Yes. And I'm in the midst of this very interesting, I guess, conversation. And suddenly, as I'm talking to him, this is probably an hour in, my my pinky nail falls off. <laughs> Where does it fall, Sophia? It lands in, in the tartare. <laughs> uh, so her press-on fake nail. All of a sudden, I'm talking. And I see my nail fly into the food. Flies into the tartare. And I go, oh. wait, wait. So I go, oh my God. And I look up at him. I look at the food. I look up. He's looking at me like, what? And I go, oh my God. And I start to grab it. All of a sudden, they all start falling off. And let me just say. One at a time, they're popping Yes, up. wait, wait. Can I just explain? Before this, he saw my nails and he said, your nails look great they're very intimidating but i'm like yeah i know i got them done recently i'm not gonna tell them we're sticky i'm not telling him i bought sticky nails from target so he compliments your nails so he complimented my nails five minutes later they're in the food because i and i told him i told him i got them done so it looks like i'm decaying <laughs> it's literally my nails are popping off How? in the food and i'm trying to catch them <laughs> How many fell off? Like four. And so I literally go. And so oh. I'm like quickly under the table, like sticking. Them That's ratchet. Up. That's he's so like, ratchet. He's like, oh, and I'm like, I go, oh, I, I'm sorry. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> like, can you give me a second? So I go to the bathroom. No, like, you don't. I'm ripping them off. I'm like, I can't wear them. I can't wear them. What'd you say when you came back? What did you say when you came back? I was like, oh, I guess they just. Didn't like guess the fake nails at the salon didn't work, and I just kept going. I was distracted. I'm like, so hey, how that? How's that tartar doing? <laughs> Did he still? No, eat? no, no one touched anything. No one ate the tartar. Yes, because my fake nails were all over the food. Oh God! Did he ever call you back after this date? Mm. He sent a nice text. Okay, he's a team player, but you are. Nasty. Can you imagine if it was the say if a guy had fake eyebrows on and his fake eyebrow fell into the food, you would say this man's I'm disgusting. Never, I'm out of here. I'm never doing sticky nails again. But this is the problem. This also reminds me of a time the first and this is my this is the issue. Everyone out there, don't do something for the first time with someone you don't know. Don't test. Because I remember in college, I tried to use fake lashes for the first mm. time on a date. Another one. Idiot. Sophia. Guess what happened? I, I was so proud of myself that I got these damn things on. They're hard if you know how much time it takes when you're first getting into yeah. it. So I got them on. I was really proud of myself. And I'm talking to this guy and he kept looking up in the middle of my forehead or somewhere. I was like, I don't know why he has weird eye contact problems. And so I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. It's towards the end of the date. My lash no. is hanging off my eye. No. It looks like I have no lashes. So I don't know why I didn't learn my lesson, but for those out there, don't do sticky nails for the first time on a date. Don't do false lashes for the first time on a but date. But I also feel like it's an important message to just laugh at yourself. It was fun. And it's you know, all about yeah. how you bounce back. And you were able to laugh, and he was able to laugh. He did laugh. And if he, you it made was it funny. a drama, then he would have been uncomfortable, too. Yeah. So I think it's fine. PSA, yeah. If funny things happen on a date that are weird and awkward, just go along with it. Don't judge it. He was super cool about it. And it, now I have a story for you guys. And that was such a good story it could have been a bedtime story i know it should have been a bedtime story but hey we're gonna kick off this episode with some heat some hilarious stories and we're gonna also bring in someone that is also amazing you guys we have an incredibly smart wise individual coming on his name is rob dial and if you haven't already seen his content you must look it up because he is the real deal we talk about everything from manifesting what you want to how starting your day will change the whole way you live your life mm -hmm. to what else do we talk about to 
being an entrepreneur in 2021, what to do with that and how to also differentiate between instant gratification and hard work. How to stop being lazy. I mean, we touch all of it and it is such a cool conversation. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. an incredible guest joining us today. He is a motivational speaker whose life purpose it is to help release people from mental suffering. He has traveled all around the world and connected with over 50,000 individuals through speaking and coaching. While doing all of this, he has his own podcast, which just so happened to hit number one on iTunes in six categories called the Mindset and Motivation Podcast. And if that wasn't impressive enough, he has over 1 billion views on Facebook alone. We have the fabulous Rob <laughs> Dial. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming on, Rob. We're really excited to have you on today. For sure. Well, yeah, thank you for having me. I, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I wanted to make my podcast with how my personality is. And I'm, I'm short, I'm to the point, I'm very no BS. And so for me, it was just like, I'm just going to speak exactly how I am. And if it resonates with people, and it does. And I'm, I'm a lot of people's cup of tea and I'm definitely not some people's cup of tea, but you know, it, it, people will find whoever they're, uh, whoever they resonate with. And I just happen to, to resonate with a good amount of people. So I'm glad it, I'm glad I resonate with you guys. Oh, oh you 100%. definitely did. So one of the first questions I had in my mind that I wanted to ask you was about this whole trend of wanting to be an entrepreneur in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just been happening since 2019 that everyone's mm -hmm. thinking that this is probably going to be the coolest career like very trendy everyone wants their own business and just to say the yeah. word entrepreneur is very yeah. i guess um millennials right want to be their own boss but for sure you were saying i think in one of your episodes about how we have this idea of instant gratification and they don't realize mm -hmm. like you're an entrepreneur and i mean we're trying to be entrepreneurs mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. takes time there's a right. lot of so what do you say to someone that wants to become an entrepreneur um, well, so I don't even, the, the thing about it is like, I think it's become like this hot word that people want to be an entrepreneur. I think it makes them feel good about what they say that they're doing, but, um, I guess I would be considered an entrepreneur, but I've never actually like said I'm an entrepreneur in any sort of way. Um, but what I say is if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're basically waking up to be punched in the face every day. You know, like there's, there, that's true. the way that's in, <laughs> that in, is true. In, yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk says something really great where it's like, very few people should be entrepreneurs. Everybody else can be like a number two or a number three in a company. There's nothing wrong with being a number mm -hmm. two or number three mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of people who are number two and number three in Facebook that are now worth half a billion dollars because they were number two and number three in a big company and they're they're necessary. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think, I think what it comes down to is in the thing I love about millennials and everyone that comes after millennials is that, you know, I'm on like the edge of millennial in, mm -hmm. in my age group. So I'm like the, the oldest millennial that you can be, I think. Uh, but for me, what I find is that people just don't want to work with somebody. And I don't think anybody ever really wanted yeah. to work for somebody. We want freedom more than anything else. You know, like people, I always say the main thing people are always looking for is freedom. That's it. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. when people want to make money, they don't really care about the money. What they want is the freedom that the money gives them, right? And so when you think about mm -hmm. work, people want to be free from being told what to do. They want to do something that they love. And the thing I love about, you know, I'm 35. And so the, I've been through some stuff, but the younger generations I find are more loving, more caring, and they think way outside of the box than I think the older generations do. And I think that 2020 showed us, showed us that society is changing like and that's not something yeah. wrong like it's a beautiful thing that's starting to change and mm -hmm. i think with millennials with the opportunities with instagram i mean there's so many opportunities that are out there that that the internet has brought and yeah. uh and i think for a lot of people if, if it's what they want to do and they want to get free of the system i mean you can you can make sixty thousand a hundred thousand dollars a year decently easily online you just have to find something that you actually love and that you're passionate about and then follow mm -hmm. it but i think that's the key to it is not going into it for the money like I, we yeah. we weren't going into podcasting to make money that wasn't right. our goal i mean our right. goal was to connect with a bunch of people and i guarantee that's like the same thing for you like we sure. when people asked why we were going into podcasting and like how much money we almost make, just wanted like, to make more honestly, friends really yeah. we barely they don't we ask that monetize we don't do it yet we're like we really want to first create good content and put it out there and the things that have been coming because we went into that mindset with the intention 
of making this a really great show where people can feel like we're their sisters and relate to it. And that's that's how you go into it. Um, But it was hard in the beginning because we are slightly kind of in I mean, I'm 25. So it's I'm not I use a dictionary when I was in middle school. So it's like Mm -hmm. today you can go on Siri and just like look up something and you get the answer. So I think it I think people forget how much work it does take consistently to grow that Mm -hmm. podcast. And so I for my question for you would be when people want that instant gratification, how do you bring them back and go, Okay, you actually do need to probably work first and know what you like to do. And how do you get that passion? And yeah, yeah. so the thing about it is like nothing worth anything ever happens right away so like nobody is under the it's it kind of boggles my mind nobody's under the impression that they like eat one salad and they like lose five pounds nobody would ever think that right like they're never going to have the body they want from one salad they're not going to go to the gym one time and just get some really big muscles that'd be great it would be great (laughs) it'd be so much easier right it'd be great but but it's not going to happen but it's so it kind of boggles my mind that people think oh i'm going to start a business and then in three months i'm going to be a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that flex on Instagram that are, com- if I'm being honest, they're just completely full of it, right? Like they, they go rent a Lamborghini, they rent a Ferrari and they're like, oh, follow me and I'll teach you how to do it. Right. And, totally. um, and they don't, they don't actually have those things. So people follow on Instagram and they think to my, themselves, oh, this guy did this in three months when in the reality, they probably didn't, but right. I've, I've been running my business for three months now and I'm not a multimillionaire. And it's like, for me, you know, it took me four years before my business ever crossed a million dollars in a year, you know, and it's like, it takes time. And then what's crazy though, is because I put in, it's kind of like the momentum, the way I describe it is like, if I were to take a a 15 pound bowling ball and you and I were to go to the top of a hill Mm -hmm. and I were to drop it, if you were to stop it right away, it's not hard to stop because it's, there's not momentum on its side. But if you want to stop that bowling ball at the bottom, it's going to mm-hmm. break your hand because it's got so much momentum on its side. And that's what a business does is it piles on top of itself where it's like, it took four years to get to a million, but then the next year we did 5 million. And it's like, right. it literally right. grows that fast, but people want it to be like the first six months to see success. And does that happen? It does happen. But what I always tell people, and the reason you said, you know, go for some of your passion about like, I love what I do. I'm super passionate about it. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've coached tens of thousands of people and I'm just obsessed with it. It's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't I don't see this as work. Like I love doing it. This gives me more energy to, to literally sit, speak to you guys, to talk to all the people who are going to be listening. Yeah. It gives me energy. So I don't, I don't lose energy from doing this for a year, two years, three years, five years where I go, okay, what's something that I love that I can be okay with dedicating? I don't even want to say dedicating my life to because mm-hmm. most people don't need to dedicate their entire lives. That's what most people think is that, that I need to find something I'm, I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And when you look at passion, what I think would help a lot of your listeners is there's two ways. There's two different types of people. One's a jackhammer, which is I'm like a jackhammer. Like I know what I want. I just go for it. I'm hardcore. I'm good with it. But most people, there's a jackhammer on the other side. There's a, uh, a hummingbird. And a hummingbird, if you've ever seen a hummingbird, it goes from one flower to the next flower to the next flower to the next flower. And some people with their passions mm-hmm. is like, they go to one flower and they can stay for a few years, dedicate three, four, five years of their life. And they might go, you know what, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if your listeners are going, all right, I want to start a business, then ask yourself, well, what can I put five years into? Mm-hmm. And then put right. five years because you're gonna, it's going to take you three years to really, really see success. And then if at five years you want to stick with it, stick with it. If you don't want to, you can let it go and move on to the next thing. But it's not going to happen in six months to a year. No, I think... I really want to touch on the momentum thing because yeah. I think that even before you get to finding your passion or what you want to do, I think a lot of people are even scared to try, yeah. whether it's the fear of failure, the fear of disappointing their family. I mean, mm-hmm. the fear of disappointing themselves. Mm-hmm. So I definitely am one to negative self-talk. Like sure. I will cut myself down more than anyone. And I'm lucky because yeah. I have a very supportive family that is my my cheerleaders in anything I do, but I am my harshest critic. And yep. I'm always just afraid to try. So mm-hmm. for people like me that are like, okay, I really want to pursue this business. Like I really want this to happen, but taking the first step is fucking terrifying. For like, sure. What what do I how do I even begin? Yeah. So well first off, so one thing I say in the mindset mentor all the time is this analogy is beautiful analogy from the a guy named uh, the, Tony Robbins. favorite book is, is a book that talks about uh, uh, as a, it's called as a man thinketh. And what he mm-hmm. says is imagine your mind as a garden, right? And you're the only one that can go to this garden, right? So nobody else can walk up to your garden. You can't think that you can take strawberry seeds and put them in the ground 
and that the tomatoes are going to grow, right? Mm. You, you know that's not possible. What's happening, though, is that people are walking into their garden and they're putting in negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts, but they're expecting their life to just be positive. It's not going to mm. happen. Like You have mm. to literally plant the seeds that you want. Here's the problem, though. We all have negative thoughts. I have negative thoughts mm -hmm. all day. But I'm like, no, nope, I'm not going to fucking do it. Get out of my head. Like it's a, it's immediate. Like I got to pull it. it. And it's like if you're tending a garden, what's going to happen? You're going to get weeds, right? So you are the right. only one that can pull these weeds. So you notice it and you go, oh, yep, there's me talking shit to myself again. All right. Now what I got to do is for every one negative thought, I've got to replace the three positive thoughts. So I've got to say, oh. okay. All right. You know, oh, look at, you know, whatever it is that you say about yourself. And you go to a mirror and you say, okay. I've got to look myself dead in the eye. And this is what gets hard for people. Look, I'm going to look myself dead in the eye and it's going to feel real weird. You got to say, I got to say three things that I love about myself. And you got to sit there and you've got to say this. And I was taught this when I was 19 years old, when I first got into personal development and self-development, everything. And one of my mentors said, go to, the, go to the mirror every morning, look yourself in the eye and say, I love you a hundred times. And you say, I love you. I love you. I love and over and over and over wow. and over again. And I went from literally, it was like a reprogramming of my own mind. I used to talk a whole lot of shit. I used to be really down on myself. I used to find all of the negative things I hated about myself. And when I started with this practice, it was like, I almost was just like pulling all of these weeds out unconsciously. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I started noticing all of the things I like about myself. Like my girlfriend, she's right. like, when my, we first started dating, we've been together for, for seven years now. She was like, wow. you're kind of a, you're kind of like really into yourself. And I'm like, I'm not into myself. I just really want to build myself up because I know how yeah. important that is. Well, it's not cocky. It's you're being yeah. confident and there's sure. a difference. And um, it, you're not being full of yourself. I think that there is so much more benefits to having that positive self-talk constantly and just sure. kind of hyping your, being your own hype man. But because it's so much easier said than the done. The way you For are sure. with oh your God. friends, your your career, your mm -hmm. even with yourself, everything changes when you have that mindset of going, I love myself. I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. So would you just say that's the way to be confident is really just telling yourself, reminding yourself it's a job. It's basically, mm -hmm. you're kind of having to retrain, reprogram your brain 100%. and telling you, I love myself without feeling like you want to cringe every time yeah. you say it. I mean, I, yeah. I remember someone told me, um, every day, go look in the mirror and have an intention and just say something, whether it's like a body part or your mind or this. And mm -hmm. it felt really weird the first week doing it. And then it became just something habitual and I just didn't stop. Is that yep. a good just starting point for people that lack that 100%. confidence? So there's, there's, there's two ways to, I always say there's two ways to get confidence, right? Nobody's, here's the first thing that's important. Nobody's born with confidence, right? Nobody's born with it. So when you see a confident person, that's somebody who has built that confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about cockiness. I'm talking about confident. Like they walk mm -hmm. in, you guys know a confident person when they walk into the room. There's oh, like yeah. a presence oh, yeah. that they have. There's an energy. Like you can literally feel them walking in. Mm -hmm. And so there's two ways to get it. Number one is results. And number two is showing up for yourself. So so results. If if I go, oh, I want to, my business to do $100,000 a month this month and we've never done it and we hit that number, it's going to give me some confidence, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other way behind the scenes of doing it though, so 100%, definitely talk positively yourself. But one thing that I think is so underestimated with people is to show up for yourself when no one else is around. So let me give you a good example, right? I know I'm supposed to make the bed. And if I don't make the fucking bed, there's a, it's like a little hit of yes. I didn't do that. I should have done that today. Right. Yeah. If I walk, if I take, if I want to change my shirt and I change my shirt, I can throw that shirt that I just got done. You know, I pick my new shirt. I throw my other one that's on top. I throw it on top of the bed. I throw it on top of a chair. I know I'm supposed to put that away. I know I need to. And so yeah. it's these little tiny things throughout the day where I have to show up for myself. And then if I, you know, get done with this, this mug and I'm done with it, I can put it inside of, of the, the sink or I can wash it off dry it off and put it back inside. And so it's these little teeny tiny things that go, yeah, right. I'm showing up for myself in all of the little things. Cause the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if I'm showing up for myself, all these little things, I'm for sure going to show up to myself with all these big things. I would say confidence is like building blocks. You just stack them on top of each other. And right. then one day you look back and you're like, Oh, I'm a different person than I was. Mm -hmm. I think that is so important being yeah. there for yourself and doing those little things. Because I think human nature it's very easy just to get lazy and just For get sure. stuck in your ways and yep. you know i'm that kind of person where if i have one shirt on my bed that i just decided not to wear it'll 
be five shirts and then 10 shirts yeah, and then I have right. a mountain of clothes right. that I'm like, oh my God, I haven't put any of this away. Yeah. And then in, in turn, that builds stress on me and then I start getting anxiety because I have a pile of mm -hmm. clothes. So all of these things that we're talking about really go hand in hand with the other. Like if you're not confident with yourself, you won't be confident in pursuing a career that you want. Then you yep. won't be, then that career won't be the future that you want. I listened to one of your recent um, episodes or I think it was on YouTube and you were literally mm -hmm. talking about the idea of this guy saying that you couldn't run a mile under yeah. three minutes. And then mm -hmm. I loved that analogy yeah. or that comparison. Then the fa when the moment happened when the guy could run mm -hmm. a mile yeah. under three minutes, everyone started being able to. And For it's sure. that limitation you put on yourself. How do you get rid of that limitation when you don't probably have someone around you just like proving that you could do it, that you yeah. have to prove it yourself? How can you be that first yeah. person that runs three miles? So the whole thing with the, um, so th what you're talking about is, is a beautiful story. So there's a guy named Roger Bannister. So before mm -hmm. 1952, nobody had ever run a mile in under four minutes. It was like, uh, literally your heart was going to explode is what they thought. Like it was physically yeah. impossible for someone to do it. Mm -hmm. And nobody had ever done it in the history of mankind. And Roger Bannister did it one time and he ran in three, three minutes, 59 seconds in like some change, like literally just under four minute mile. The next two years, 200 people ran under four minutes in a mile simply because they went, oh, it's possible. So now when you think about this, I don't like running at all. So I'm not running any four minute mile. I'm probably not even hitting an eight minute mile. There's no <laughs> way, right? Like that's not my jam. Did so <laughs> when, the easy way to gain the confidence into doing this. So let's take my example that I said $100,000 in a month, which is a lot for some people, right? Yeah. Let's say that I'm just like, let's go simple. Everybody wants to have a better body, right? Everybody wants to work mm -hmm. out. Yep. I'm not going to celebrate getting done and getting the body that I want. So there's a there's a thing called dopamine that your your brain releases and you can set these dopamine reward systems. I had uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman on my podcast. He's a, a neurobiologist out of Stanford. And what what most people do is we associate I should only get to reward myself whenever I get the body that I want. Yeah. But it's going to take you 3, 6, 12 months possibly to get the body that you want. And what happens is when you finally get that thing, win the champion for whatever it is, dopamine releases in your brain. Dopamine makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dopamine is the chemical of motivation. It makes you want to do more. Yeah. So if that's the case, why would I take dopamine and release it at the very end when I hit my goal versus setting up what's called a dopamine reward system? So literally, mm. instead of me getting the body I want, walking into the gym... Well, should I should celebrate myself for walking into the gym and showing yeah. up for myself today. Okay, that makes right? sense. Yeah. And oh so what happens God. is your brain starts to kind of get addicted to these dopamine reward systems. The, the biggest dopamine reward system, these phones. They're literally oh, yeah. built to give you dopamine. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You get little hits of dopamine. So mm. I'm going to go, okay, if I want to create the body that I want, instead of me being like, this body sucks. My ass looks like shit. I don't want to do, like, and you just like yell at yourself when you don't mm -hmm. have what you, you go, well, when I finally have the body I want, then I'm going to be nice to myself. No, mm -hmm. it's like, I walked into the gym today. I'm going to celebrate that. And what happens is that makes you want to do it again because your brain went, ah, that feels good. And your body went, yeah. oh, that feels good. Okay. I'm not even going to worry about doing 15 sets. I'm going to do 10 reps of on the squat rack. And as soon as I get done with that, I'm going to tell myself, oh, good job. And once you do that, you feel a little bit better and a little bit better. So I want to keep doing this. And so it's not about attaching all of your happiness to the end goal. Mm -hmm. It's about attaching it to these little teeny tiny things that you do throughout the day. I would love to talk about um, manifestation because we know that you're yes. really into it. And Sophia and I, I mean, well, I kind of got her into like the whole law yeah. of attraction, manifesting, because yeah. I believe in it. We're at the point where we'll manifest um, rain to go away. Like we will do anything, <laughs> the power manifestation. Our definition that we've explained to yeah. our listeners, I feel like is not correct. So okay. if you could give a better version of, of manifestation, like quick, in, your, manifestation? in your words. Yeah. So let's let's make it simple. So manifestation can seem like super spiritual. And for, for, for me, like I'm very analytical. So I can dance in like the analytical science world or mm -hmm. I can dance in the woo-woo-y, you know? So I've, I've done both. I've, I can go any way we want to go. And so knowing that your listeners are going to be on both sides and I, I can try to explain it to them. So the law of attraction is simply this. I think of something and I get something. Now, if you want to figure out exactly how that works. So on a scientific side, there's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. This is when you buy a new car and you see the car everywhere. The car didn't, didn't, just, it didn't just magically appear everywhere and everyone started buying car, the same car when, when you did, right? What happened is the reticular activating system in your brain started to notice this. So mm -hmm. the reticular activating system, at any moment in time right now, our brains could take in about 
2 trillion bits of information, but it filters mm -hmm. out all of that except for 200 bits of information per second. The only things that it allows into your brain is something that makes sense to it. So when you buy a car, you now own that car. That's why you see the car everywhere. The other day, about six months ago, um, uh, a guy that I knew from middle school passed away and I was looking through his Facebook. So I was like, oh, I wonder what's, I haven't seen him in so long. I wonder what mm -hmm. happened. And I saw an old, old friend from middle school. So we're talking 20 years ago now, right? Wow. And I saw a picture of him and I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder what's going on with him. I haven't seen him in so long. Next day I'm at the coffee shop and I'm working, I'm sitting there and I look up and I see a guy walk into the coffee shop with his dog. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Ryan. That was his name. I, go, I was like, oh my God, that's Ryan. And then I saw him walk in and then I saw him walk through and I saw him in the window and I was like, oh, that's not Ryan. But then I went, holy shit. I'm only thinking that's Ryan because I saw a picture of Ryan yesterday. Right. Right. So what happens is, is I wake up in the morning and I know what I want. I know who I want to be. I know the future I want to create. I know how I want to show mm -hmm. up. Everything. I know all of that stuff. The reason why that's important though, is because now I'm setting my brain to look for those things throughout the day. Right? right. So it, it's, it brings in the people, places, opportunities, and things that you need to, to create that future. So if I say, I want to, you know, uh, manifest a, uh, a girlfriend, right? If I was single, I was like, I want to manifest mm -hmm. a girlfriend, mm -hmm. right? Well then I need to be very clear on what I want her to look like, what I want her to talk like, how I want her to be, where she hangs out, because then I'm going to start to notice any girl that resembles the girl in my head whenever I go out into public. And so Wait, Rob, you're telling yeah. me right now I can manifest a boyfriend. 100%. Exactly how I But Ooh. here, do you want to go do you want to go deeper into it? All right, let's yes. go deeper into it. All right, so ready? Here's how <laughs> you, when you're talking Why about are we manif focused on this right now. Like this is the only thing that we're <laughs> Right. <laughs> Give so it we're to talking me. about manifesting somebody, okay? Um mm -hmm. here's what's 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 really interesting about it is that you've walked up to somebody before and you felt something doesn't feel right, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not what they say, it's not the way they look, but there's just your body and their body are just not really, there's something going on. You can feel right. something's wrong. And you've you've listened to it before, but you also not listened to it before. And then it kicks you in the ass later on. You're like, oh, I knew it. I shouldn't have yeah. gone on a date with him or I shouldn't have trusted her or whatever it was oh, that was yeah. going on. Oh yeah, oh right? yeah. You've, you've felt oh, it yeah. before. What happens is our bodies are constantly vibrating at every second. So like I look, when you see me, I look like a person. But really, yeah. I'm a collection yes. of 70 trillion cells. And those cells are all vibrating. And so what happens is this, is if you walk up to somebody and it feels good, what that's actually called is on a scientific scale, it's called constructive interference. It means that your wavelengths and my wavelengths are actually lining up, which makes ours double, which is why if you're around someone, you just met them, never met them before, but you just mm -hmm. get this good feeling and you, you can sit and talk with them for like two hours. It's because their be cool. energy and your energy are lining up Mm -hmm. And it doubles it. So when we have the same wavelength, our wavelengths will double, which makes us both feel better. Now, if I come up to you and I have a different vibration than you or, some, you know, there's an evil person, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they will actually, it's called destructive interference. Your body will feel the destruction of your waves and their waves together will cancel each other out. And so when you want to manifest oh. somebody, you ready? Here's the important part. You make a list of everything that you want to know about, like, what you, how you want him to act, how you want him mm -hmm. to talk to himself, how, how, how you want him to hold himself accountable. You know, does he work out all of that stuff? You make this list of what you want of that person, but you only attract what you are. So you have to become what's on the piece of paper because that's when you attract that person. Because if you're not on the same level as this person, then guess what's gonna happen? He's going to notice the destructive interference because you're not on the same wavelength. Mic drop. Mike like that? drop. That no, was you gotta become so... who you want to attract because that's yeah. how you attract. By well, that makes it. sense. That makes sense yeah. because we we were always into these like mood boards, and that's what we would do. We put like what we put up for our love life, and then career, and we put photos yeah. of an apartment, and you know, it kind of worked in some. way. Honestly, it did some ways. Like we had honestly, it was kind of weird. A building in Florida. We're in Florida right now. Yeah. We had a podcast studio that kind of looked like this. We're here, but I feel like when it comes to career and um, specifically, like just how to like I, I manifest every day like I'll think about an office building and a big window and I'll sit there and they say feel it like you're actually there and then let it go is yeah. that something that you do like if people are wanting to manifest or have law of attraction for their careers do mm -hmm. how do they even do that like I mean it's easy to kind of do a boyfriend or a girlfriend because you can yeah. list the qualities you want and then you need to 
try to become that. Easy until yeah. you try it, Sophia. Well, I can yeah. do it. I know I can do it. Positive self-talk. But when it comes to aspirations and things like that, where yeah. people are really like, I want to make money and I want yeah, to give have us a nice a, house. Give us a secure. manifesting starter kit. Okay. If I want a dream job, what would I do today? Perfect. So, all right. So here's the thing that I think is important. What I always tell people is, I'm really big into visualization and I'm not really mm -hmm. that good at it, if I'm being honest. I'm not good at seeing it, but I'm good at feeling it, like in, mm -hmm. in having the feeling of what it would be like. Yeah. So what you do is you fast forward. Let's say you want to fast forward five years, right? You want to get this perfect career. You want to have the life that you want, boyfriend, girlfriend, family, whatever it is. You sit down and you visualize it and get as clear as you possibly can as to what it is that it looks like every mm -hmm. single aspect of it that you can. And what you want to do is you want to bring those feelings in right? Because we're not thinking about it. We're trying to feel it because the feeling is the vibration side of it, right? So you figure out what you want in five years, the career, the family, the house, the cars, the kids, the happiness, the love, the, the house that's on the beach, all of that stuff. You write it all down on a piece of paper because when something's in your head, it's super abstract. Like it's hard mm -hmm. to take something and conceptualize something when it's mm -hmm. in your head. But when you put it on paper, it just makes a whole lot more sense. Right. So you look at all of those things. The immediate thought that everyone has is what do I need to do to get all of that, which is important. You do have to do stuff to do things like the, the when you go to the law of attraction, I always say the part that's left out of the law of attraction is the last six letters of attraction, which is action. You've got to actually get your ass up and do something. That's like, so true. There's so many times yeah. where I'm like thinking about something. I'm like, wait, I actually need to go do it because I can't it. just it's think just I'm going to. Lazy. Give me a million dollars. Your dream boyfriend's like not going to come knock on your door if you don't leave the house. Like you've got to go uh, uh, out to where they are, right? It's Ugh, so true. That's true. It's so yeah. true because we'll be on our phone kicking ourselves that we're not pursuing what we really want, but we'll still be on our phone. For like, sure. uh, uh, why? Why? Why can't we yeah. just get up and do it? Because but we think that it's just going to come. It's like it's this yep. instant gratification. We're you like, oh, put, we don't really need to work on it. You have to work. You have to put 100%. in the work. Like, you you got to put the action in. So, so what you do is, do you need to do things? Of course. Mm -hmm. But what you do is you look at that dream life and you say, okay, not it's not what I need to do. It's who I need to become in order to have that life. If you look at anybody successful, it's because they've built themselves into the person that can attract that success. Mm -hmm. You know, Jim Rohn, who's uh, one of Tony Robbins' mentors says that success is something that you attract by the person that you become, right? It's not anything that you do. So when you look at it, you say, okay, I don't have the life that I want or the business or the success that I want because I'm not the person who deserves it yet. I'm not the person that can create that yet. What mm -hmm. you do is you make a list of this dream life, everything that you want. You see it, feel it, all that stuff. And then you say, okay, if I were to just take myself out and say, I'm not even myself. I'm just looking mm -hmm. at this person who has this dream life that I want. Let me describe this person in as much detail as I possibly can. What time do they wake up? Do they make their bed? You know, what side of the bed they wake up on? What are they eating for breakfast? When are they working out? Who are they hanging out with? Are they spending time on their phone? How often are they working? How often are they spending around people that are motivating them? What are they doing? And you build this person yeah. out as if it's somebody else. And then you just wake up, you visualize that thing every single morning. And then you think about the, you've got the list of who you need to be. And you just simply act as if you just become that person. And eventually what happens is because you put the work in, the success will kind of tail behind you. And eventually in the future, they'll catch up and you'll go, oh, I have the future I wanted because I became the type of person that could create that future. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to set my GPS for who I need to be, how I need to be. And I'm going to be that person every single day. Just set your yes. GPS in the morning. We are bouncing around. We are like nomads in the morning. I know. This is what we need to start doing. I would love to know what your morning routine looks like. Because yeah. I feel like you have probably just a really killer one. Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. I always say, here's the thing that I say before, because mine's pretty <laughs> intense, right? I know. Uh, oh, I want to hear it. I wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, do all the stuff you need to, get mm -hmm. water. I don't have coffee for at least an hour or two, an hour and a half. Um, first I thing that. I do in the morning is I meditate because your brain waves are mm. actually at usually theta state. Theta state is where you're most uh, close to hypnosis. Every child from zero to seven years old, they're usually, the reason why they learn so quickly and the brain changes so much is because they're usually in theta state, right? Oh. When you start waking up and you go further into it and you start doing things, you go into alpha, beta, gamma. So you go further into it. But the thing about it for me is I wake up and I meditate. And uh, for me, I have a... Uh, I have everything that I want to be. What do I need to do to be more loving? What do I need to do to be more kind? And I focus on all of that and try to bring it into me. So that's the first part of the morning routine. 
Then usually I get up and uh, I have a cold plunge. It's on the other side of this wall. You can't, I don't think you guys can hear it running, but it's, it's running. So it's like a, it's you do like a degrees. polar plunge basically every yeah, single 40 morning. Degrees. Yeah. So 40 degrees is. What does that do? I, does so, that just wake you, get you yeah, from like theta waves to some other wave? Well, so there's a lot of, so there's a lot of body benefits. My benefit is that in order to be successful, you've got to do things you don't want to do. And there's no part of me that wants to jump into 40 degrees any morning ever, never. I actually, that I actually is make commitment. a commitment. Yeah. I make many, as many excuses as I possibly can. And it's, I always call it like the inner bitch. Like I've got the inner bitch inside of me. Like, and that voice mm-hmm. that's like, don't do it, Rob. Nobody's, nobody's going to know if I don't do it. Nobody, but I'll know. That's true. Right. Yeah. You're like, if I can freeze myself, yeah. I can basically go to work and do everything yeah. I need to do all For day. Sure. You meditate, you take your polar plunge. What's yep. next? Workout. So work I work out next. So I have a sauna as well. So I jump in the sauna to get my muscles warm again because mm-hmm. I was just cold. Um, and then I do a workout. And so wow. my workout's immediately right after that. And then usually what I'll do is I'll go and I'll get food. And then I have my entire team call. So I have a team call for an hour after that. And uh, so it literally goes, wake up, meditate, uh, do breath, breath work. work. The breath work is breath is work, yeah. called Wim Hof. So I do Wim Hof. It's just I was guy. just going to ask yep. if it was that one where you do yeah. the like quick inhale. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I almost so passed I out during that one time. Three rounds, three rounds of 30 breaths, jump inside of the cold plunge, then go inside of the sauna to warm myself back up and get my muscles warm. And then I do a workout and then I usually eat after that. And that's when I allow myself to have coffee because there's a whole lot of studies of, of you need to wait an hour until after you work out. There's reason an hour after you wake up in order to have coffee. Um, there's reasons for that. But for me, it's just like, you know, it's, it's just mental training. Everything in life yeah. is is mental I'm training. That's all that it is. I'm doing everything backwards. I no, but coffee this is good. First We're learning. I We're learning up. right now. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. So I so there's there's that. reasons for it. Is because your body's still making melatonin, which is what makes you tired um, mm. when you wake up in the morning. Another thing you could do is if the, the to release and get your body to stop making your brain to stop making melatonin is if the sun's already out. Is look at the blue in the sky because there's there's receptors in your eyes that when it sees the blue tells your brain to stop making melatonin because it's daytime. It's the reason why oh. everybody has the night shift on their phone to get rid of the blue is because the blue is what tells your body to stop making melatonin. But at night, you want your body to make melatonin so that you fall asleep easier. That makes sense. That's so really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Actually. This is like a little life hack. Yeah. That's so I've great. Got, I, this, I live my life off of life hacks. If I can understand how my brain and body work, my whole life is so much easier. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for coming on the show today. Plug all of your socials and where everyone can find your podcast and just yeah. find out more about you. Yeah. So the podcast is called The Mindset Mentor. It comes out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So five times a week. Oh, um, most of them are usually about 15, 20 minutes long. And then I have some interviews that are longer and, and stuff. Um, and then my uh, social is everything is Rob Dial Jr. R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. Um, I post shit three times a day on instagram and about 12 times a day on facebook so yeah it's it's uh i've got almost three hundred thousand followers on instagram but i've got 2.7 million i think on facebook so i did a lot of viral videos on there for mindset That's and motivation stuff we gotta do more yeah. no excuses no we no more excuses. Cows. we're running what's wrong with you gosh all right okay, we're getting better from this day from this conversation we're becoming better people so right. yeah. thank you so, so thank much. you hey, so much. I'll, I'll check on you. I'm not. I'm not screwing around. I'm gonna check on you. I know. Like, I feel like I'm like. I honestly don't doubt that for a second. I'm a little bit nervous, but I need it. I'm yep. ready. Thank you so much. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No, Kelly Clarkson. Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week.